Did your husband ever try your breast milk? Mm. Uh, um, only when I made him. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Mums Group, a podcast for Christian mums navigating the joyful complexities of motherhood. My name's Ali Barnes, and this episode, I'm going to be joined by my two mates from church to talk about nourishing our tiny tots. Whether from the breast or from the bottle, I think that feeding your baby is one of your most difficult responsibilities as a new mum, both physically and emotionally. Unfortunately, birthing a baby doesn't make you an expert on babies, and Breastfeeding is one of the first challenges that usually requires you to see the real experts because it's just not as straightforward as it seems in the movies. Up front, though, I do want to say that the three of us sharing on today's episode had the wonderful opportunity to breastfeed our babies at some point. Of course, there were hurdles along the way, but uh, there can be a lot of pain around this topic. So we're actually going to come back to it in a future episode. And I want to invite a friend onto the pod to discuss when breastfeeding doesn't work out at all. But if that's your reality right now, just know that you're not alone. And it's okay to feel whatever emotions you're feeling. Sadness, grief, relief, remorse, whatever. But can I encourage you to turn to those who care about you? your partner, family or friends, anyone you feel comfortable sharing with. Or alternatively, it's free to speak with an Australian Breastfeeding Association counsellor online or over the phone. Now, we're going to be talking about this topic, but I assure you now we're not going to do it perfectly. We're not going to be able to cover the full spectrum of experiences. But if you are about to have a baby or you know someone who is about to have their first baby, maybe share this episode with them anyway, because we do open up honestly and candidly about the hurdles and um, not just physically, but emotionally, the anxieties that we experience with feeding our kids. And I think it's really important uh, to be aware and to have realistic expectations of what's ahead. But here you go. Episode four milk. Hey, I'm Sam Thomas and I am married and have a beautiful 14-month-old boy. Hi, I'm Nina Corbett and I'm married and I've got two little boys. Sam, Mm -hmm. you're still breastfeeding your son at 14 months. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what it was like when your milk came in? So painful. So, so painful. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) I just remember my, uh, can we say breasts? Yeah. I'm sure we can say breasts. We're definitely going to need to say them. (laughs) Boobs. What's the preferred terminology? Mm. Um, Boobies. Boobies. (laughs) (laughs) My breast was so engorged and painful and I've always had like small breasts my entire life and then I wake up one morning and then Pamela Anderson. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember my husband having to bring my son over to me for feeding. I think around feeding time I'd sort of go and hide somewhere because I didn't <laughs> want to do it. Was it was it oh, like the cracked nipples or oh, just I had a graze on one nipple mm. and I don't know what it's called, but just the first five to ten seconds would just be this sharp shooting yeah. pain and it was just awful. And I felt I started feeling terrible because breastfeeding was always something I really wanted to do. 
So I felt incredibly lucky that I was able to because I know, yeah, as you've mentioned, it's not a reality for some people. But then when the time came, I knew it would just be so painful. Yeah. I I just almost didn't want to do it. But thankfully got through that phase. And then after that, I was really fortunate. I was pretty clear sailing. I didn't have any mastitis or anything like that. I was really, really fortunate. And, um, yeah, still breastfeeding now at 14 months, which is something – I don't know, you can breastfeed however long you feel comfortable. To me, my personal goal was to get to a year mm-hmm. and now it's just before bed every night and it's just this nice cuddle that mm. we both still enjoy. He's getting a lot of teeth though. so that's- <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever bitten you? Oh, he actually bit me more. He went through a phase when he didn't have teeth and he was quite gummy, but that can still cause so much pain. Yeah. Um, now I think he's aware that it hurts, but... I don't know. I can still feel it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't get home in time, can he take a bottle from someone? Well, this, to be honest, is the first week I've been back at work. Mm-hmm. So I've made it home every night this week. We do give him bottles if I'm not around. I haven't expressed anything this week. So we will trial cow's milk in a bottle, see if he goes to sleep with that. Otherwise, he might just still be awake by the time I get home. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll try and wrap this up quickly then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nina. Yes. Two boys. Two, two boys. very different experiences. Yeah. Tell us, how were they in the early months? My initial thought about breastfeeding was that it was going to come totally naturally. It was going to be easy. It was just going to be this maternal instinct that's just going to kick in and I, I would just know exactly what to do. And I was even offered this three-hour workshop at the hospital, you know, pre-baby. I was like, don't need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Three hours of my life? I've seen the movies. (laughs) This is easy. So I'm totally unprepared. And then also, but my milk only came in really uh, by week six with my first son. Okay. Um, I was really struggling um, for anyone who's had a cesarean um, and an emergency cesarean, I just felt so uncomfortable every time I had to get up and down. So that was another factor sure. to to deal with. And the firstborn was low weight, so needing to introduce formula and that the rude shock that was. Just having flat nipples and mm. not knowing that I had flat nipples. And mm. um, I think my sister rescued me in that situation. She's like, you need a nipple shield. So... Um, getting to know the midwives really well, um, very well indeed. They, <laughs> they, well, they were getting to know me very well. I literally would hand them my boob and they would just like Use suck it. up, you know, as much of this liquid gold as possible with syringes because I could not figure it out for the life of me. Um, plus uh, my firstborn just wouldn't necessarily um, take to me initially. He had a In good terms strong of latching. Latching. Or? Yeah, yeah, latching. Plus I think because of the the birthing process it I think I was yeah from a shock I, d- I just wasn't lactating. So formula was introduced in the first week or so because we had low weight and my sister was also helping to feed um, my little one because she just had um, hers 4 days later and she was like she had so much milk. She was just, you know, so she was supplying me and him and with pumping. So then she was literally supplying twins. Oh, that's amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing, amazing. But, um, gosh, then her, she was just after two. She's like, Nina, my body can't do this anymore. <laughs> so much milk. Um, it's starting to really hurt and I'm not capturing everything. And it's just so, yeah, and to just build up the weight for um, the firstborn, we basically, yeah, the, the one day my sister and my mom, so they stepped in, look, here, here are bottles. He's going to be totally fine. Mm. Mm. You can do this. 
um I was I was I started crying I was like <laughs> it's like it doesn't it doesn't have that sweet porridgey mm. sweet smell that um you know that that's breast milk um supplies but honestly when I look back I, you know obviously it's just it's just a it's when you have expectations mm. and those expectations aren't met um that's where the disappointment you know this, that gives mm. you uh, but getting to a point, going, I'm going to persevere. I'm, I've got this. We've got this. You know, my family and I. Um, I had a great support network, and um, by six weeks, it just all clicked. No more shield. Um, I literally tossed it in the bin. And I was like, <laughs> see you later, buddy. Um, I did have some mums who um, I was doing the journey with, and they were having a breeze, and I was like, why am I not having a breeze? Mm, yeah. But tough. once you get out of that, and you just rewind and go, no, 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 no I'm not going to have that recording in my head. Um, mm. It was so helpful just to go, no, nah, I'm going to just stay on track with my journey and, you know, what I need to do. Mm. And I actually felt I was praying more because I was casting a lot of cares. <laughs> <laughs> but it really helps because the peace of God Ah, uh, See, I, I was casting all my sleep prayers on God. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. quite an amazing perspective to have in that situation because I imagine a lot of new mums feel disheartened that it mm. hasn't worked straight away or, or stressed that, that there's something that they're not doing right? I don't know. Uh, look, I had my sister. She is a great coach in the whole process. Um, I had a beautiful husband. He was there and, you know, lactation consultants and having these midwives so caring, so nurturing was really helpful as well. Now, with your second, there was a undiagnosed tongue tie which yes. caused some issues yes so he was a planned cesarean um so then I was kind of expecting there's going to be a bit of challenging challenge with breastfeeding but it's like yep formula on the first day go for it doctors <laughs> and he had to be put in a light box and so um because he had bad jaundice so I was trying to pump every time they were fed um or he was being fed formula but then he wasn't quite latching like my firstborn was and I think it was a doctor that a GP that finally said, I think there's a tongue tie. Mm. So yeah. it's just, there's a few different curveballs to manage. Um, but we did it. And I mean, by the grace of God, we did it because that's, that is the only way I got through all those unexpected challenges. And um, I find that actually those times where we just had to stop and it was like the hour by hour kind of living, I was just so much more thoughtful of how God was working in this situation so mm. rather than just being task focused and thinking of the next thing I was I was I think I'm more present in what was going on mm. I think we mm. are so lucky to have that technology like to have formula as a backup because yeah. if you I don't know what they did before formula oh mm. totally like it's so I guess reassuring it's there they had witnesses. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. true. Did they? And how fantastic. Your sister could help you as well. Like That's yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Was there anything that came as a surprise to you guys about breastfeeding? Like for me, when I heard people say, oh, you, you got to feed a newborn every two to three hours, I thought you had a two or three hour gap between each feed. But the time <laughs> starts <laughs> when you start feeding. I was like, what? That's a rot. I'll always remember... Uh, I had my son quite late in the night, so it was about 10.30, and um, uh, the long story short is I sustained an injury during birth, so I had to go off to theatre, so I came back to the room, and the midwife came in and turned off the lights, said, okay, bedtime, by this point it was about 2am, and she said, okay, I'll wake you at 4.30 to feed, and after, <laughs> like, a 24-hour labour, oh, and man. 
birth and theater <laughs> and you coming do this back. One. <laughs> yeah. I just wow. thought, no, no, I sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not feeding. I think that was oh, yeah. one of the first shocks that, yeah, you're completely right. It is. And also just feeding all day, every day. Those, that was like, a huge shock. Yes. There were such long feeds to begin with. They I were remember. about 40 minutes to an hour, yeah. I think. I'm sure I would have got yeah. that information at a three-hour um, breastfeeding workshop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't do any reading, nothing, zilch. I had no idea. So, yeah, that was a massive shock to me as well. Although I went to my parenting classes. They didn't really talk about breastfeeding. No, But same. one of the things they did say is the post, like the baby caring session was predominantly for the men or the partners or the dads or whoever was with you mm. because they said the pregnant women in the room, we can't think beyond – the childbirth and mm. I really found that for me I I just when I was pregnant it was all about the birth I yeah. couldn't even imagine caring for a baby so even if they told me the two to three hour rule I probably yeah. would not have remembered it at all <laughs> that's interesting I was the opposite oh really I, wow the pregnancy and the birth I was like that's all out of my hand I'm out of my control I can't do anything about that I was really concerned about what happens when I take Bob home because yeah. <laughs> that's now on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I went along to the lactation uh, sessions that they offered at the oh, hospital. Good on you, and, <laughs> well, I had gestational diabetes mm. and from about 37 weeks, I actually had to start expressing so I was filling Whoa. syringes with colostrum. Oh, my god! Because when you have a baby and you've had gestational diabetes, they expect that he might have problems with his blood sugar levels and oh. you want as much colostrum to help regulate that. Okay. So yeah. I've I become quite familiar with expressing pre-birth. I didn't even know you could do that before they could. Yeah, well, you're not meant to until I think 37 weeks is the earliest you should start because it can cause you to uh, start contracting yeah, yeah yeah so wow. I'd actually become quite familiar with my boobs by that point and my husband too he was like milking me <laughs> it was so weird bonding experience I was terrible at really? hand expressing yeah. did could you hand express yeah it, that's I, great I could it was slow just so handing I'm sorry <laughs> hand express yeah, well, just sounds at that point, odd. yeah, that's what I was doing. Oh, I was kind of, I could never do it. And I was so amazed at the midwives because, yeah, they'd come and milk me all the time. Yeah. Like, How do you, just that technique. Yeah. Anyway, um, I had a really smooth breastfeeding journey with my son. He... I don't know. He must have been practicing in the uterus because he just knew how to latch from the get-go. And, yeah, really grateful for how easy it was to Mm -hmm. begin with. But I still felt stressed because you don't know how much they're getting, Mm -hmm. right? You're looking at the poos and that's satisfying and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, your checkups. How many wet nappies? Exactly, exactly. But any time he was crying, I'm like, oh, he must be hungry. There was just this constant anxiety, like, has he had enough? So when I switched over to the formula, I actually felt so much more chilled and more confident because I was like, yep, he's had 200 mils. Yep, he's had 180. (laughs) You could measure. That's right. And I was like, you know what? There's something else that's bothering him and upsetting him. It's not because he's hungry. And Mm. I just felt a lot more relaxed once he'd he'd weaned, which was interesting. Um, I, I thought that I was weaning him at around 11 months because I was going back to work and I just, I didn't want him dependent on me. Mm. But I think that he was simultaneously weaning me because he never mm. asked for more or, mm. you know, showed any signs. But I felt a little bit guilty that I had 
I had breast milk. The supply was good. It was free. <laughs> I felt really guilty about the cost of formula. <laughs> but gosh, I was so over it. I started getting over breastfeeding by seven months and I felt really guilty about that because I'm like, so many people have had a really hard journey and I should be really grateful that this this has worked so well. And But I was just, I, I, it's hard to explain why I was over it. I think mostly just for selfish reasons. But I don't think there's, um, I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way about it. It's just, mm. and, and how you experience it personally is just how you experience it. It's just something that cannot be compared. Mm. You mentioned before, Breastfeeding in public. I've thought about this a bit in hindsight because at the time I was very liberal. Were you free-flowing yes. and anywhere? <laughs> no problems. I wanted to break down the stigma that this is <laughs> sexual in any way. This is the most natural thing, feeding yeah. my little child. In at, front of your friends? Totally or your friends? Friend at church? <laughs> Literally in the pews. <laughs> Feeding. Nice. I um, did in the pews once, but the people in front of me kept turning around because he just made so much noise. <laughs> That's it was, no one minded. It was just this, like the sucking noise. Yeah. I can't do it on. I, I didn't use a muslin wrap because I, I really like to be able to see his latch. I like mm. him to be able to see me, and I got really hot through summer. Mm, I just found hot. it really annoying. But also, I think there was part what of me. What time of the year did you have a baby? Well, I had him in July, but I was still breastfeeding. Yeah, right. As mm. it, when it started to get warmer. Mm. But I think back now and I I wonder if next time round I'll be so liberal because there is still an element of boobs out cause arousement and mm. I hate the idea of making anyone feel uncomfortable and people sort of not knowing where, where to look. For, where to look. <laughs> it's weird. But, I was so just focused on banjo yeah. at the time. I was so unaware of anyone else and didn't care what anyone wonderful. else how wonderful is it yeah i don't know i'm I'm worried if i would cause anyone to stumble in any way if maybe next time i should be more modest sorry i'm on the Mm. fence with this yeah yeah i just think whatever you feel comfortable with okay (laughs) yeah i have to admit i was similar to you ali i thought let's break down stereotypes boobs out everywhere i sometimes use a muslin it depended where i was but Mm. i had mine in december so it was such a hot summer Mm. and Honestly, I only used it if I was in a tight cafe or something like that. But I um, remember going out, I'd like practice lines if anyone said anything. I'd be like, no, like I can't remember what I was going to say now. But <laughs> I, I had a really good line <laughs> for this situation. <laughs> really great line to prepare. No one ever said anything. No. Everyone was just loving and supporting and um, the best cafes are the ones who come over and bring you a glass of water or something mm. to help. Yeah. I think it's I how think nice it's great. is that gesture of a glass of water. It is incredible. You know who has small kids in their lives because they know mm. how to help a breastfeeding mum. Mm. Snacks and water. Snacks and water. <laughs> but water with a straw that you can just sort of because you don't have a spare hand <laughs> holding <true>. them. <laughs> yeah, I just remember it. It was like a light bulb switch that went on when probably by week four or even week five. Someone's like, are you drinking enough water? Because mm. that produces your milk. Like, that is your milk, essentially. No, but I've had a bag of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got those rotation cookies. I've <laughs> <laughs> had plenty of those. And, um, and another thing that was really helpful was there's a brand called Herbs of Gold. And as soon as I started taking those, they helped me because I was on prescription drugs. To help with to, milk To help production? with lactation. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and then I went 
and I just wasn't liking how it was making me feel in other ways, but it was totally fine. It was producing a lot of milk. But, um, yeah, herbs of gold, I would totally recommend those. Mm. I would recommend to anyone who's about to start breastfeeding Lansino. Mm. So my sister told me this beforehand and I did it and I never experienced any cracked nipples. So every ever. time. Ever. Every time I finished a feed, yeah, I would express a little bit of milk rub it around my nipple and let it air dry for like 20 seconds. Yeah. Then I'd put on Lansino, which you don't have to wipe off before the next feed. Okay. And I never had any cracked nipples from mm. a bit of bit of breast milk expressed and then rubbing some Lansino. I heard about the breast milk, but is Lansino, is that the lanolin? Yeah, lanolin. Lanolin? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. That works that's for me amazing. this time and uh, hopefully next time too. Yeah. Any Fantastic. tips you'd suggest? Oh, Breastfeeding pillows, I think. Oh, yes. The best. I've already <laughs> lent mine to a friend, <laughs> but I don't think I would have survived without that. Oh, my gosh, yes. Breast... Sorry, it's just coming back to me. Breastfeeding yeah. pillows. Nina, yes. you, you lent so... me your pillow. And can <laughs> yes. I just say, that made breastfeeding whilst I was watching Netflix. I don't know where it is. So comfortable. I have it. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you need it back. Do you okay, need thanks. it back, Nina? No. <laughs> Anytime soon. <laughs> can I say something about the pillows, though? I remember just feeling... Like I wasn't breastfeeding properly because I had a pillow. Like I wasn't nurse, like holding on to my oh. son. I know this sounds really, really weird. No, but how just, will you be on Facebook whilst you're I breastfeeding? Don't know. <laughs> but I remember friends coming over and I'd always like hide the pillow because I thought, oh no, I have to. I don't know why, uh-huh. but that I felt like I was sort of failing by not holding on to my son while breastfeeding. But he's heavy. Oh, and totally. you're breastfeeding all day. And yeah. I found my pillow sort of gave me back support. Yes. And then my I shoulders had, would get so tired so, from constantly holding him. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Loved the pillow. And um, it wasn't until it was um, some of my cousins came over and they just looked at me and went, oh, don't you have a pillow? You need a pillow. It's so mm-hmm. good. I couldn't breastfeed without a pillow. And I just sort of clicked in my head. I thought it doesn't matter how you do it. Mm. It's just feeding your your baby that's the priority pillow or no pillow i just i don't know why it was just some anyway i also just felt like because banjo fell asleep so often on the boom then i wasn't having to like hold him Mm, in my arms whilst he had a half down down. i'd just leave him on the pillow yeah go about my day yeah (laughs) the other thing is if if your church hasn't then try and encourage them to set up a feeding room where they've got the audio of the sermon coming through. Mm -hmm. Because I think often when you're breastfeeding, you feel a bit excluded from things. If you're going to a separate room where your baby's not so distracted or where you feel more comfortable without so many people around you. And it was a real joy being able to sit in a room at our church and be able to still hear the sermon Mm. and feel like, oh, I was a part of it today. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, as you can tell, breastfeeding is one of those things like childbirth that you can't really imagine until you're actually doing it. And though it's portrayed in the movies as something so natural and straightforward, it's usually not. It's it's a learnt skill for you and your baby. Uh, if you need help with any feeding issues, you can contact your community health nurse, GP, paediatrician, or a private lactation consultant. But I just want to wrap this conversation by saying uh, that I remember just before I went on maternity leave, I walked into a meeting at work and my colleague said, Ali, look around. Can you tell who was born vaginally or via C-section? Can you tell who was breast or bottle fed? Can you tell who slept in their own cot or slept in the parent's bed? No. And that's the thing. So wherever you're at in your feeding journey, I hope that puts perspective on things. 
uh, breast or bottle, your baby loves you and is so grateful for your nourishment in whatever way you provide it. If you know anyone that you think this episode would be helpful for, please share it with them. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, um, ask people about their experiences, share your experience, love you to head to the group Mums Group Pod on Facebook. Uh, We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.